Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast, where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello and welcome to the weekly Wealth Builders podcast. I'm so glad that you joined me today and we're so honored that you take time to listen to this every week. I'm Karen Conrad, Vice President of Wealth Builders, and I'm really excited about the topic we've been talking about. It's sort of like a series on real estate. And today I am going to be sharing with you how to get started in real estate and the nine team members that you need to connect with to be effective going into your investing. You know, sometimes we don't have connections when we start getting interested in investing or in a situation like what we've been doing. We're going into markets outside of where we live because the prices here are too expensive for us to start investing in. And then we need to build relationships and people that are knowledgeable in the specific markets. So it's very helpful to know what those key team members are. And also, I'll give you some tips on how to locate them. And this is a very important step for those of you that want to get started in your real estate journey, or maybe you're already a real estate investor and you want to start to go into some other markets and wondering how you can get familiar with them and how you get started. I want to remind you that we've got the Real Estate Mastery Workshop coming up April 22nd to the 24th. This is a workshop that Billy and Becky put on through Wealth Builders twice a year. We sell out every time, and this is no different. Actually, the in-person workshop has been sold out for a few weeks now, but we are offering a live stream for you, and it's a great quality live stream. We connect with you. We've got little stage where we set up and communicate with you. You can ask questions. It's very interactive. And so I would encourage you, if you are interested in learning more about real estate, that you register for that. You can go to wealthbuilders.org slash events. You can find the event and we've got a special price there for you. Again, that's April 22nd to the 24th. So I want to give credit to one of our coaches, Mike Davis. You will hear him at the workshop. He is amazing. And he put a lot of this content together. And it's been one of those really foundational and important teachings for people that are in our coaching group or coming to the workshop. So I think this information is going to be very helpful for you. So let's get started on what those nine Things are that we need to build in our real estate team. Number one, and you probably guessed this, is a real estate agent. Not all real estate agents are alike. I've been a real estate agent for several years, and actually I'm starting to think about getting licensed in a couple different states now as well. But it's important that you connect with a real estate agent in your market that knows something about investment property. And one of the things I think that is your best clue 
uh, to knowing that this person knows something about investment property is that they own them themselves. And matter of fact, that's one of the things that Billy teaches is that find a real estate agent that invests in, uh, in property themselves because they'll know how to think like an investor. Also, you want to make sure that that real estate agent is willing to work with you uh, within the formulas that we know work. There is a lot of agents that understand cash flow because they're investing in properties themselves. And so they're not going to push you to purchase a property that they know is not going to be a good investment. So find that real estate agent. And I get questions a lot about how do you locate one if you're new in the area. Referrals are really big. If you can get a referral from someone you know in the area that's investing in real estate, that's gonna be very, very powerful and you've got a good connection and track record there. But if you're starting brand new into a market, what we did is a friend of ours is in real estate here in this market and we asked him for a referral in that market. And that real estate agent to real estate agent is really helpful. I'll tell you why. Because when you get an agent that refers to another agent, there's accountability back to that referring agent. They also get paid a commission or a portion of any deals that get closed. So while you're working with a real estate agent, you've got this advocate of the person that you know also checking in. They have definitely got a vested interest in uh, making sure that the relationship between you and the agent is going well, and that that agent is doing all they can to help you either buy or sell in that market. There's three things too that you can look at in addition to them knowing about investment property. Number one, you want to make sure they're accessible for you. One of the things when you're looking, especially in this market for investment property, you can't wait, you know, three days or four days to hear back from your real estate agent because properties, especially ones that are priced well, that you could actually earn an income or an ROI off of are going quickly. So that agent needs to be available for you. They need to be accessible and they need to be responsive to you with helping you locate properties. And when you're on realtor.com or Zillow, Looking around at properties, if you guys are interested in real estate, I know you all do that and spend lots of time looking at properties. And when you find one and you want to inquire on it, that you want them available. Another thing that we have found is that we can't get down to the different markets just with the drop of the hat. And so we find people that we work with that are willing to FaceTime us. Uh, they know about the area, so they're able to communicate with us before they even go and take you through the property. But I've, I've bought multiple properties through FaceTime. And when your agent understands what you're looking for and you can trust them, which any agent you're working with, of course, you want to be able to trust, they can actually help you with what is important so that even if you're not able to get on site, you can write a contract and then we always encourage you to go down uh, during that inspection time or sometime during that process and get your feet on the ground. All right, so accessible, communicates well. This is important not only in 
the communication between you and the agent, but this is a differentiator that an agent can bring to the table to actually give you an edge as a buyer with getting a property. A lot of properties right now are going under contract or receiving contracts from multiple buyers. And that relationship and communication from your real estate agent is critical. If it's positive, that agent's going to want to work with you and is going to encourage their buyer to work with you. If it's negative, there's so many opportunities out there. The last thing an agent wants is a difficult buyer or a difficult buyer's agent. So someone that communicates well. And then also experience. Someone that has been in the game themselves, as I mentioned, but also has been in real estate a period of time and in that market. You don't want to trust, at least we wouldn't recommend that you trust someone brand new into the business unless they're working under a seasoned real estate agent to put your investments you know, in their hands. Because I can tell you from personal experience, there is a significant learning curve. It's much more than just passing a test. There's a lot to it. So again, to review what you're looking for in a real estate agent is someone that knows about investment property, preferably they own them themselves. I think that's very important. And then number two, accessibility. Number three, that they communicate well. And number four, that they've got experience. All right, the next person you're going to need on your team, if you don't manage your properties yourself, is a property manager. This has been critical for us because we're not really interested in managing property from a distance. And here's four things that you want to ask about with a property manager. First of all, do they own their own property? That's very helpful, just like with a real estate agent, because they themselves deal with tenant issues from a landlord perspective. And that gives them a lot of insight and understanding into what's important to you. Number two, you want to ask them about how they can connect you with repair people, handymen, repairmen, plumbers, electricians. And you don't want to pay retail. Their connection should be strong enough that you've got an in and you're a priority for them so that you can get your things fixed quickly and without paying a premium price. Also, you want their help with inspections and you want to know how they manage inspections on the property. When they go into the property with a new tenant, what systems do they have in place to ensure and take pictures of the condition of the property? And then when a tenant leaves, how do they make sure that they catch everything that could have happened to that property and going through that checklist again? You know, we've got a property manager in Texas, Central Texas, that we use, and she's awesome. But we were in our property this last week and noticed like there's some misses. There's some things that were left behind, some things that were damaged that she didn't catch. And so, of course, she's still an amazing property manager. But this is something that we have to go back and talk to her about because these types of things shouldn't be missed. So look at the systems, look at the processes and make sure that their inspections are detailed and accurate and protect you as the, the landlord. And then verify, verify, verify. This is important in every aspect, but in property managers, 
You want to verify they're following the process that they've communicated to you. You want to verify that the people, uh, their reviews, the people that have worked with them are pleased and that they do a good job. You want to verify that they are following up on issues in a timely basis. And again, this is just logic in every area of business, but in property management, it's really important because your property is on the line, the condition of your property. Very important that you verify that your property manager is doing the job that they were hired to do. Number three, home inspector. Remember with a home inspector that it is not how much it costs, but what it is worth. If you've been in real estate for any period of time, you know that a good inspector is so critical to making sure when you purchase the property that you are not going to have a lot of surprises. And so, uh, again, make sure you verify the property inspector But also your agent, your real estate agent, part of what they can bring to the table is to give you two or three property inspectors in the area that they work with and then call and interview those property inspectors. In addition to the standard inspection, uh, we encourage you to get a sewer scope done so that you are able to see what's happening with sewer scopes because if there are issues that is a 10,000 20,000 maybe more issue that could come up and also that they take a look at that roof so that if there's any damage that you are able to catch that and negotiate based on that and then in some cases with properties you want to get a specialist to look at the foundation So if there's any red flags that come up in that inspection or in your walkthrough, use your regular property inspector, but then also look at specialists just to make sure that you're covered and you don't have big ticket surprises when you get into that property. Number four, and this is critical, your bank bank financing or your mortgage broker. Uh, We just did a recent podcast when we actually just said, Real estate is really about finance. You're not able to get into real estate investing if you're not able to close on a property. And as you move into real estate and you start to grow your business, there's a point at which the secondary market conventional loans are not going to fit for you anymore. Or you might want to look at an ARV loan if you want to do something in the flip area or what we call a burr. And so there are banks. We always encourage you to go and talk to your local banks because if the market gets tight or um, maybe if you have a, a special request regarding a loan, Freddie and Fannie, the conventional loans, they really have no ability to work with you outside of their rigid parameters. And that's part of why you get usually your best price or your best interest rate through those programs. But a banker is going to work with you they will be creative with you. Once you establish that relationship, you could have doors open for properties that a conventional loan would never work for. Just to give you kind of that that leverage in a deal with that financing. And so all banks are not the same. Sometimes you have to talk to 10, 20 bankers to get that right fit. But this is an extremely important relationship. Number five, contractors. 
Uh, one thing that we found when we went into the Texas market is a connection with our handyman and a general contractor who actually knows electricians, plumbers, uh, has all those relationships was invaluable. And now we're doing the same thing as we're going into the Florida market. We're making some good connections and writing a list down. And you'll learn too, we've learned this the hard way, uh, is you want to pay per job, not per hour. So when you've got a contractor, I mean, a plumbing person, you know, that that's more standard to come in if you've got something that you have to have fixed. But let's just say that I'm installing a water heater. I don't want to get billed, you know, 10 hours on top of the cost of the water heater for installation. You want to pay by the job, not by the hour. Recently, we learned this. We learned our lesson uh, in getting really nice guy. We had him hired him, his company to come in and put in a two by three window. And we did not solidify. Mike Davis is going to tell us, I can't believe Dave and Karen, you didn't do this. But, you know, sometimes you got to walk through stuff yourself to remember. But we had them put in a two by three window uh, thinking it would be a two to three hour job. Well, it got stretched out to six or seven hours. So we'll just end the story there. (laughs) It was a lesson learned. But that's very important with anything that you do. Try to get a a bid and an estimate by the job. If someone doesn't want to do that, you just walk away or you you work with them to at least instill in them a cap or if you can be on site, something where you're monitoring their work so you know that they're, you know, not taking a coffee break and charging you. Also, don't ever pay up front. Now, with some contractors, for example, our window guy that did our new windows, uh, I was able to verify him. He had a substantial company, uh, a lot of great Google reviews. I wasn't concerned about him, and he needed money up front to actually put a deposit down on purchasing the windows. But if somebody is coming in to do work for you, and it doesn't make sense that you would need to pay them anything until the job is done, do not pay up front and never pay for something in full up front. Imagine what that would be like if they didn't finish the job and what that would uh, put on you and, the, and your family or your business partners to try to chase down a contractor to complete his work. Also, know the contractor's work. Get uh, verifiable referrals. One thing that we do is we work with the contractors that we have a great relationship with and we ask them hey, one of the guys that we work with in Florida is Vinicio. He does amazing landscaping that helps us with things. So we say, hey, Vinicio, do you know uh, an electrician? And he said, yeah. So he gave us a referral for someone that is doing a great job for us. And then we asked him for a referral for a plumber. And he looked at us and he said, I know plumbers, but I don't know good plumbers. And I only want to give you a referral for a good plumber. Let me tell you, those are the kind of people that you want on your team. And we have found that oftentimes the contractors have a network. And so when we have a good relationship with a contractor, they're really some of our best referrals to find people specialized in other areas. Also, your real estate agent, if they're in investments and doing properties themselves, they would get you started with contractors that have worked well for them. And again, Verify, verify, verify. 
All right, number six, your insurance agent or your insurance broker. Again, you want a broker that knows about investment properties. We try to do, if we can, we try to go to our insurance agent that already does the insurance for our cars and our home. But you know what? Sometimes those companies just don't understand investment properties. And so shop around. Uh, maybe you've talked to a broker that is able to give you options with several companies. And we have found, again, that real estate agent is key to let us know because they're investment in investment properties to let us know who and your mortgage lender, who are the insurance agents to go to. I have a quick story for you on our most recent purchase in Florida. We were getting ready to close. And one of the things that we needed to get is insurance. And so we have a great real estate agent down there and she connected us along with a great mortgage lender down there. And he connected us with insurance brokers. And I was so grateful for that connection because we ended up getting about six bids and different companies approach their pricing on investment properties very, very different. So the first bid came in at about $5,000. And I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding. And as we kept looking around, uh, you know what? We got a bid for about $2,400 with a company, a broker that our agent referred to us that understood our type of properties and there was a type of roof that the other real estate or insurance companies didn't care for. But this insurance broker was able to locate an insurance company that didn't have an issue with that type of roofing. So um, again, find someone that knows about investment properties, shop around. And then when you find that good agent, Working with them with multiple properties is very beneficial. So when I purchase the next one, which we're looking for right now in Florida, I'll go back to Laura, who really helped me out on my most recent purchase. Number seven, you need an accountant. And I might even add for people like us, we probably need a bookkeeper. <laughs> an accountant is absolutely critical. They work in conjunct conjunction with your attorney, understanding how to set up your entities that's going to benefit you most from a legal perspective and from an accounting perspective. Now, this isn't every accountant. You want to find an accountant that understands real estate and you want to get a referral if you can from someone else in the real estate business that can help you to know to locate someone that knows about real estate. And at Wealth Builders, we actually are working on a referral network for you. Uh, but at the last conference we had, we had a CPA who had a booth there. And I think they'll be at this next conference too, that knows real estate. And we'll give you a referral to people if we know someone in your area. Like I said, we're compiling a network list. Uh, but in a coaching program, which many of you are a part of, we really work hard to review those things with you and connect you with an accountant that is going to really help you. A couple of things you want to have uh, in, in the interview is make sure that they know about the 1031 exchange and make sure they know about the newest real estate laws to help you with your taxes. And just by asking a couple questions, you will quickly find out if they are equipped in the area of real estate 
or if they're really someone that doesn't dig into the nuances of real estate and just compiles taxes. Oftentimes you don't pay more for somebody that is really good at real estate, but you find somebody with that bent or that specialty and then they can help you as you get into real estate investing. Number eight, and I briefly mentioned this already, you need a lawyer. And in some cases, you need an eviction lawyer. Make sure all your properties are in an LLC or some cases it's an escort, but your attorney is going to be the person to help you based on your circumstances, based on what your goals and objectives are for real estate investing. And he will or she will make a recommendation for how you are to set up your entities. We work with Bill Bronchek. He's part of the coaching team. He's at our real estate workshops uh, and conferences most all of the time. Uh, coaching clients have access to Bill and his platform, uh, which has hundreds of training courses on. So your lawyer is very important and we don't want to go down this path. We hope we don't ever have to run into this. But if you are faced at some point with having to evict somebody, you want an attorney that knows about evictions and they can help you with a letter. They can help guide you through that process. And if you have a property manager, they would have an attorney there that would help with it. But still make sure you connect even with a property manager. If you're in this situation, bring your attorney into it. Very, very important for asset protection and liability protection and really for financial protection that you have an attorney that understands real estate. Again, we love Bill Bronchek. And if you want more information on him, you can go to LegalWiz.com. He's based in Denver, but he works in many, many markets. All right. And finally, number nine, someone that you want on your team is a home stager. <laughs> and this was something that Mike added uh, to his training and Dan Dyer, who's another coach with us too. We've worked together at Wealth Builders for years. Boy, they became believers in home stagers uh, when we started working together and they started listening to some of the things I was talking about, about how a home stager can help you to yield. I mean, in some cases, 10 to 15% more on the sale of your property. So everybody encourages on our team that you get a home stager or how fun you can learn to be your own home stager to bring into the mix for your team. I have done home staging for years. Uh, I do training on it. You'll hear me talk about it at the upcoming conference. And I do the our own for the fix and flips, which I talked about last week. And it is just a edge for you. It is a way for you to stand out from everybody and get the maximum, maximum return on your properties. Not only did I live it and see it for the people that I staged homes for, I did a little test in our market in the smaller town in Central Texas, where we put one of our properties up for rent without home staging. And it was a new updated property. And we really didn't get the interest we were looking for. And I was like, you know what? It's because they walk in and there's nothing to connect them emotionally. They maybe don't know how to live in this space. So we went in, we staged the property. I put it back on the market for $200 more 
than what it, a month than what it was listed before. And that property was, it was rented in no time at the price that we asked for. So a home stager is really an asset. While it's fun, design is really fun. We all enjoy it. I'm telling you from a cash flow, from getting the best return on investment, it can really help you to maximize your profits in real estate investing. All right, so what are my next steps? You might say, Karen, I am ready to get started in real estate, or maybe you're excited to go into a new market. Here's the next steps. Get educated. And that is something that Wealth Builders is committed to, whether it's through Wealth Builders University, through these weekly podcasts, through the real estate workshop coming up in April in live stream, um, or we do free webinars. We've got one coming up on April 6th that's going to be about fix and flips. We encourage you to get educated. Then get your financing approved, especially in this market you're not going to be able to compete on getting a property unless you've got your ducks in a row with your financing. Get your team in place. Start When you start looking at properties, start making connections. And that first one is with your real estate agent. And you can get usually at least a handful of those core connections right with that one relationship from your real estate agent. Get the right market to buy in. Get legally set up for protection, and finally, get in the game. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. Thank you again for joining us. We hope to see all of you at the Real Estate Workshop coming up in April. And again, we love and appreciate you. Billy and Becky are just so grateful that you tune in every week and that you are part of the Wealth Builders family. God bless you and make it an awesome rest of the day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.